0: Yeah, well bang. Speaking of dads <laughs> I, stole, I stole your line. I stole your line. <laughs> That's fine. Hey, can I do something real quick before you intro it? Yeah. And it's it's gauche, but I just put out I mean, this is coming out on Friday, but I just put out the first part of the anniversary on our jerk practice podcast. And it's really, really, really funny. So I'm I don't normally do this, but I'm promoing it. It's episode fifty five. We're here. We're queer. We're Lutheran. The anniversary part one. Uh, (laughs) If you stepped away from JP because it's been like, I don't know, because it's been a hectic summer or whatever. The best part to go back to is straight to the anniversary. It is, it's jerk practice as though it's episode one, baby. It's fun. Have you listened to it? I doubt. I, one, why would you listen to us? And two, uh, if you were to, it's, I, it's a lot of fun. I hadn't, uh, edited until last night, so I hadn't heard what we were talking about. It's, it's a lot of fun to like get back and listen to the three of us, uh, get back to it. All right. Enough of the promo. (laughs) Jerkpractice.com. And then I can. Then I don't have to say that at the end. <laughs> at your practice pod on Facebook, uh, Google Play. All right, all right, all right. Go for
1: it. All right. Uh, please rise. Please be seated. Welcome to have a good night, court. With me, we're down a few of our crew. We are. We are. Despite adding one to the TV side, so it's just going to be the Honorable H.K. Frywald. I'm right here. And the
0: bunion crazy bailiff, Casey Van Heel. Oh, uh, you don't have to introduce you. that makes me feel like a jerk. <laughs> it's like when I don't it's like when I don't know somebody's name and Meg and I are at a party and I like I can't avoid I don't have enough time to go, Meg, before I can even get to it, introduce yourself because I don't know this person's I don't remember this person's name. Yeah. But sometimes I get approached too quick and I go, Hey, this is my wife Meg or girlfriend Meg at the time. And then instead of her, like, knowing to jump right in, there's that long pause where the other person's like, oh, "Oh, this fucking guy, I've known him for two fucking years, and that's not, that's, and it is it is very, this has happened. I'm not like the scumbag comedians we're out with, where I'd be around somebody for every day for two years and they wouldn't know my name. This would be somebody I'd met, like, three times, where I should be better with names, but I'm not. There's that long pause, and I can feel it in their cadence with, like, I'm Gerald. Nice to meet you, Meg. I thought we were friends, but... Oh, no,
1: because it's like I have to take on... Like, that's the persona I've taken on because I do have a really shitty memory for names. Like, honestly, like, if I someone new comes to work and they introduce themselves and they turn around and I go, I already forgot.
0: Oh, my God. I, I That's already happened to me. forgot. So... Much lately. I really do try and I think I've been trying to make a better effort, uh, uh, but it'll happen to me when I'm teaching a yoga class because I I like to introduce myself to as, as many people as early as possible, especially if it's a small class. And I yeah. swear to God, I introduced. So this class, I was teaching a class where it was uh, mothers and their babies. I've been doing that a lot lately. So I introduced mother, baby. What's the age of the baby? How's everything going? And. So that's normal at the start of practice. That's normal. But mm-hmm. as we're as I'm setting up, I introduce myself before, and then they can introduce themselves, and I went, hi, and I think her name was Jalissa, so I don't even remember it now, after harping on it. Hi, and this is Tito, her son, fucking white yuppies with odd kids' names. Not gotcha. judging, but judging. Um, he's going to end up in the gallows, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> Uh, immediately! Oh my God! Immediately, introduce, shake hands. They sit down, and then we start the introduction portion. And I go, "Would you like to start?" I was like, "Do I have no? Is it is that under the the guy? Is that under the category of empathy or like self centeredness? Uh, I just I, don't I, have I, it.
1: I recognize people. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I will recognize you, and most likely remember where and when we met." But I, for fuck's sake, can't remember a name. So, like, instead of just owning up to the fact that I just am bad with names, I have now evolved into that fucking persona who just doesn't introduce anybody in any situation. No. And I just have to play it off. And I'm not that person because I'll just – and Ashley will be with me and she'll go, this guy. And I go, oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot, you know, like, yeah. it's just like, oh God, yeah. <laughs> so that everyone just thinks I'm this inconsiderate asshole, When I should just be like,
0: so sorry, I forgot your name. I know, but, and we've, I, I, maybe we've touched on it, but there's a point when the, I'm so sorry, I forgot your name becomes worse than forgetting your name. I think that re- might even be right up. around the third time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so hard, and I'll ha- I've again. I just dis- I said I was starting to be better with that, with saying I'm sorry I forgot your name, but that yeah. still doesn't help me remember the name. So then I'm no. fucked regardless. Like then I've already made the effort, and then clearly there was no effort behind it because I've done that, and then not remember their name, and then seeing them again, and been like, "Yay, man! Man is always." Meg was like, "You call too many people man or son or brother." <laughs> And I was like, I just, that's that. all I got. I think they're nice terms. What, sir or madam? Like, does that? Evening, ma'am. I
1: go, in, I go informal because if it's anything else, like, I I'm should, I'm not ma'am.
0: Maybe we should go with, um, maybe we should put ourselves on the spectrum and just say, oh, what's probably. your name? I'm really bad with names. I'm autistic. That might be spicy. Uh, <laughs> may I designate you a number? And they're not going to remember their own number. So you may? Can you be number fourteen fifty? Oh yeah,
1: maybe math then you is my just thing. Make up a number like they—they're not gonna remember.
0: Lucky thirteen. Such an <laughs> asshole. Sounds like somebody uh like nineteen eighty-five Wall Street would do. Hey, I don't need to know names. You're thirteen. You're fourteen. Thirteen's lucky. Fourteen might be luckier. Let's sell, by sell. <laughs> I don't sell by sell. That's all. I don't even think that's a thing. You wouldn't immediately sell something, buy it back, Someone and sell, sell it. I'm glad I'm not on Wall Street. Oh my God! Speaking of Wall Street, we're back in New York, baby. baby we're back oh, yeah. in business. It's season two, episode two. Daddy for the defense. For daddy for the defense. And we're starting to get. We're starting to know some characters. Don't get too attached yeah. too soon. But. Um, uh, Daddy for the Defense, should I just start right off and hit hit with a description? Yeah, go for it. All right. Here we go. We started off. We have bright, a, a bright young public defender, Christine Sullivan, finds out she still has a lot to learn after her first day in Harry's court, while Harry ends up throwing her overprotective father in jail for insulting him. Like the Again, fucking-
1: the- Perfect description tells you exactly what happens.
0: Yeah, why not? I wish I had a gig writing these descriptions of all sitcom descriptions. What do you do? I'm a sitcom description writer. Oh, yeah? What's so in that? Thi- yeah. I so put labels the on first... jars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I tell
1: people what happens exactly. In it. Yeah. Which is what we're doing right now, I guess. So we're kind of. I guess so. Just yeah. windy. It's Just not? the windy version.
0: But I'll tell uh, you, I'm, I'm happy to see us starting off in the cafeteria. Oh, yeah. And with our favorite trolley. Oh, old Bernie chocolate cigars. I love, I really like Bernie a lot. I, I don't, he's, a, he's a really likable guy. He, he he. and the dynamic has shifted. So Bernie is the newspaper salesman. We come in and we see yep, Bernie. He runs the newsstand in the Runs in the, the newsstand. Has he always run the newsstand? Like early, early, like within the first five, was it a different, like faceless, nameless guy? I think it'd have to be.
1: It's very possible. Like,
0: I don't think Bernie was given the chocolate cigarettes, if you know what I mean.
1: Uh, you're right. Maybe it wasn't Could, him. I th- maybe It was just another I, f- grizzled, older New Yorker
0: type. We'll have to, when we do the second round of doing all the episodes, we'll uh, we'll, we'll have discover. to, yes. What did we miss? <laughs> um, all right, we start with Bernie. He's looking greasy as ever. Uh, oh, the, yeah, I was going to say, Selma, the dynamic has changed between he and Selma, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah. Now they are now like an item.
0: They're definitely an item. A a, a trolley twosome.
1: A trolley, very cartoonish twosome. Yep. Yeah, so Bernie and Selma are having a quick back and forth, and we find out that Selma is going for a bunion removal.
0: Ugh! She's a data girl what? with bad bunions.
1: I had to look it up, because I know it has to do with your feet, but then I looked it up and was like, ah.
0: I believe it's the bone, right? It's like you wear yeah, such the, shitty shoes, you, like, fuck up your the bones of your feet.
1: Yeah, it's the joint on your big toe. Yeah. It's when your big toe gets pushed in, so it actually kind of, like, jacks up the main joint, so that knob on the inside of your foot gets inflamed. So Painful. Like fuck, yeah.
0: Do you think uh, it gets its, its name from, from Paul Bunyan? Because it's big? Or blue?
1: <laughs> big and red?
0: <laughs> just like, oh, just, oh boy. What's big and red? Paul Bunyan after a Paul couple Bunyan. shots. <laughs> <laughs> that works both ways. I was trying to make like it hell. sexual, but it just <laughs> could just, that's a very Midwestern, uh, where's the big Paul Bunyan statue? Somewhere in North Dakota uh, or something. It's outside Mankato. of- uh,
1: Fuck it, because it's in fucking Fargo. Brainerd,
0: Brainerd, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get this taken care of here. Brainerd, <laughs> Brainerd, going love that movie. Haven't seen. Well, we're on a different show right now. Saw the first season of that show. So good. I never saw the second. Um, uh. So yeah, they're going for the oldest,
1: oldest old person surgery of a bunion. Funny, See, funny sounding corns, bunions. Yeah. Uh, and Bernie is saying he's gonna take her and he's gonna give her. Anything she wants after the surgery. It's all yours. Anything you want. And her response is a Volvo.
0: Interesting. Volvo must have been a a little bit of a hotter car in the 80s.
1: That's what I thought because she said Volvo and I was like, oh, like the shitty cars. Yeah. uh,
0: Those are the cars bought in the 80s that are still kicking around New York. Yeah. They might have been shitty, but they fucking can hold like you'll see you go on Craigslist. I was looking at used cars like a year ago and it was not uncommon to see Volvo 600,000 miles runs great. What is that's Hitler shit. That's Nazi <laughs> yeah. engineering. Although I <laughs> think those the were Nazi
1: the great Nazi cars.
0: <laughs> I think those were Volkswagen's or something though. I, uh, actually for for real. Like Volkswagen made all its money making tanks for Nazis. That might be a rumor, might be a rumor mill, I don't know. But uh she wants Why a not? Volvo. And then he uh, goes marry me first. I'll just have some fish sticks. I'll have the fish sticks.
1: And then, uh, so they go out, the camera pans over, and Bull is introducing the new uh, district, one of the district attorneys. It's mm-hmm. Christine Sullivan. She looks awful by familiar. Post.
0: Miss Marky Post. She makes her first appearance. And she's looking foxy, I gotta say. Foxy. Not trying, to be, ma- not trying to be a Harry stone. She's looking good in that blue blue blouse of hers. Bla- blue blouse blue and blouse, uh, we
1: find it like so she's getting her tour and i honestly think by the end of the episode the way it's i think this was supposed to just be like because i was looking at her imdb and she like which should come as no surprise like most people on night court like did had long running parts on every popular show yep. of the late 70s and early
0: 80s absolutely i was doing the same thing
1: um so I think this is just, they hooked a TV celeb to play this part, and then I think it just like, because of her popularity and need, they just brought this, they'll bring this character back because she's on the show for the rest of the run.
0: Well, spoilers. Should I spoil? She, because we're hustling, we're doing um, another episode really soon. I started the second one. There's a new uh, number three because uh, my Amazon still got to got to purchase this stuff, baby. It goes right into the next episode. And yeah. in the next episode, they already have a different DA. I think she's th-
1: for the rest of the season as far as I can tell.
0: The new DA?
1: Yeah.
0: Not Marky? No. So Marky's just, this is like, just a, like she this must have like tested the Michael well J. or something.
1: I, I think so. I think maybe this is a cameo from her doing her other other shows.
0: I think like Bernie, like I I think more than any show I can think of. But I guess we're looking at this with such a fine tooth comb. Like you can like feel like the evolution of the writers room. Like, oh, all right. Larriquette's personality is like this. Let's write like you see the character and go, oh, we're yeah. going to try different district attorneys. And then they're going to wait a whole season. And go, no, no, no. She worked best. She, I, I, right. would, I they're like, so they really like playing with shit. And they got to roll with some punches, too. But. So, yeah, she,
1: w- the future district attorney to come, but now she's just a young kid, bright eyed, bushy tailed. This is her first gig. Oh, yeah. And she comes in and she is just taken away. She's so happy to be there. She's so impressed that she's walking through the halls of justice in New York City. And then, uh, as she's like looking around a, a gentleman in a trench coat stands up and he uh, says yeah uh hey nice to meet you she's like oh nice to meet you i'm christine sullivan i'll be i'm the new di- district attorney here at the courthouse and he's like oh
0: good good and she's like who are you and he's like
1: a criminal
0: yeah yeah and then you go oh he's got a trench coat and i saw what was coming next he's what do you call it indecent exposure indecent or whatever indecent exposure yeah but what made it grosser yes. i was like oh or what what made it gross? No, I,
1: I have that note. As the camera pulls away?
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. As the camera pulls away, what made it grosser to me, Not maybe not even the camera pulls away, I said, okay, he's got this trench coat on, but he's got a shirt and tie that's visible. So not only that, I think what's grossest, and maybe there's something I missed, if there's something hanging out of the trench coat or something, this guy... Has a shirt and tie and no pants on. I think that's no worse bottoms. than having nothing on under the coat.
1: Oh, yeah. nothing is brave. Yeah. If you go all nothing and just trench coat, like that puts you like you're a loon. Yeah, oh, yeah. But if you if you go and put the neck, choose a necktie and a shirt, and just have that over your naked bottom, worse. Oh, worse.
0: Yeah. I saw a guy recently. I was, it was Sunday morning early that I, I've seen two. Let me, let, let me go to night court New York. Uh, we've told a story about uh, some interesting people we've on the, seen on the street. And I felt yeah. in a very night court eighties esque style. I felt like I haven't seen much of it in the same week, Thursday in, uh, I was at, right at, um, Herald Square, skinniest. Oldest man I've ever seen. You can see his ribs. And the reason I could see his ribs is he had woman's panties, like thong panties on, a like ugly oldie style <laughs> tan woman's bra, hair yeah. grease back, little purse, but like it was too small, but he had it over not just one shoulder, but over two. So it was really tight on him. Just Ooh, zipping yeah. down. Um, what was I on? Uh, what's, what's Macy's on? 34th street or 33rd, 34th street on a razor scooter. Like it was fucking nothing. And I mean, it was busy. It was like the middle of the day. So he was having yeah. to traverse around people, but no, like, like crazy man giggles or anything like that. Just like he might yeah, yeah. as well have been, <whistles> get somewhere to be assholes move. And then even better just even weirder and better and you know what i guess i should have done like a see something say something on this one because it was early i was in Greenpoint, brooklyn i was right at the green point stop i was stopped by a lottery ticket every day uh and i stop at this newsstand on my sundays to pick up a, a, a scratch ticket and uh i turn around from getting my scratch and the same thing, not mm-hmm. verbalizing anything, but the same demeanor of hum dum dum, it's Sunday morning. A guy <laughs> walks up, up out of the subway, no shirt on, clearly sweating off some hard, hard drugs. Belt cinching up his jeans, but so far Dan- no underwear, cinching up his jeans. Oh, yeah. But so you can see all of his pubic hair and the top of his shaft dick. And he just gets up, turns around. And I expected like a Homer Simpson thing like because he's coming. He's emerging like a troll out of the subway. I'm expecting immediately as soon as he hits the corner for like the police to just converge on him. But he turns his weird, weird white squeezed together butt cheeks basically beyond his butthole uh he's walks he turns and he just walks across the street Manhattan Avenue right into the McDonald's opens the door and from there who knows but i was just like the casual nature of this guy oh my god it was god, like yeah. he might as well have been shining an apple on his chest i was like that's <laughs> that's old new york that's this apps there's i don't know what's, a guy without sh- guy with only shirt on no bottoms guy with jeans like jinkos on cinched around your legs so you can see the top of your penis i think there's a name for that it's so uh anyway no
1: there's something about that like just cuz i was going to say like i just
0: saw one of those those dudes the other
1: day shirtless big pair of jeans and a belt like laced through but like missing every other belt loop oh but yeah but the belt is cinched tight so the back is just hanging down and you just see like butt cleave because he's just like hustling down the street and just every belt loop he that he missed is just falling further and further down
0: it's hobo sag even even oh, yeah. if like even like hunky bros at like the beach i'm just like fuck off like don't low ride just because you got the weird <laughs> v thing don't low rider don't get a you don't need a tan to, like you just don't need the low rider tan who are you Snooky? just stop it and, and this guy puts you to shame. <laughs> if you're going to do it, go full bore. Go thong panties and yep. razor scooter or cinch, cinched baggies, you know? <laughs> I can just admit <laughs> that McDonald's, by the way, I hang out in that McDonald's because it's right next to all my meetings. And that McDonald's should be as much of a tourist destination as New York Night Court because it is madness. That's where the people from the gallows yeah. go to get all coffeeed up for a dollar. It is <laughs> It is a perfect mix of people, um, like in recovery, basically, or like neighborhood people. Let's just say neighborhood people, and then people like struggling because nobody's going to kick you out of that McDonald's because it's assess it's it's falling. Because you apart. said
1: it's on what Manhattan Avenue?
0: It's on Manhattan and Greenpoint, so it's that perfect. So it's just corner. that
1: crux of it's like the corner of like the crux of all these different worlds. Yeah, you got they collide. All yeah. those hard living. Hard rock and Polish people. So many bars. Then you got yeah. like the old school Latin people. Like it's just everything sort of meets at that point. Like <laughs> just oh god. Yeah, it's it's that McDonald's.
0: It's good people watching, and there's a lot of good. I should preface there's a lot, a lot of really good, important people in my life in there, but but they're all where they're the the crew that's aware of we're here because it's dollar coffee. This is a nut house. And we're as, yeah. and, and, the, you know what? We're as fucking nutty as them. I'm sure, I'm sure in a week I'll be the guy with my fucking dingle hanging low. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, uh, why isn't your parfait still on the dollar menu, sir? <laughs> Get out of here!
1: <laughs> just the net that's in the butterfly net just
0: goes, Chim-y. yeah, exactly. That's why butterfly nets were invented. I got us really off track. I'm sorry. Um, uh, no, so just creepy, he ex- he says he
1: indecent exposure, and they, you know, Christine Sullivan just sort of, like, backs away, like, oh, this guy's a creep, you know, like, pleasure to meet you, we'll be working together soon. And as the camera moves away, uh, he just started, like, butting with his, like, the belt on his uh, trench coat. Oh, is he tucking? Like, right, it, you know, it's like right at pelvis level, so he's, like, cranking on the the core to his coat, and I was just like, Ugh.
0: that's the ball. I
1: thought he was gonna open it, but he just kept like fussing with it. Uh,
0: if he opened it, I hope he was wearing a condom over penis and balls, and balls, which you is the one thing that's what holds it
1: on there. The, the balls,
0: yep, yep, yep. That's the one thing on stage I always regretted not doing. We were gonna do that bit where I just had a con like. <laughs> Just wearing a condom, <laughs> but over, but it was acceptable because it was over the balls, and Meg kiboshed it. Oh, man, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she was really, I was surprised. She was really, like, how? She was, like, I guess it, that's a good thing to have somebody looking out for you, but at the same time, it's, don't hanker right. my art. Because <laughs> like, the the rest of your friends
1: in the comedy troupe were like, no, do it, do, do it, it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it.
0: It was like Johnny O'Donnell hosted that show, The Dirty 30, and he, even he was like, which is a show where people come out. And you and I, uh, we, mm-hmm. uh, we made a video for him. He asked us to do the video portion of one year. Um, but then I was like, all right, next year I want to do – we want to do another video, but I want to do something live. I want to come out. But I got to fluff myself because I want to have a rock hard erection and I want to be in blackface and I want to have black electrical tape over my nipples as swastikas. And he's like, but do you have a bit? I was like, I don't need a bit. (laughs) That's the bit. No, you don't get it? Offense. Fine, I'll get the jinkos and cinch the belt around my dick. And again, yeah, see, that's, that's that's the maturity of comedy. That's way better than such obvious stuff you know what i mean
1: yeah oh yeah like
0: yeah. just going out there just like that and not acknowledging it and trying to do like bits yeah. i think that if you do that it could fucking kill oh, because
1: you're gonna get a reaction just by the the shock but then if you don't play to the shock like yeah. if you play against the shock then you
0: can get people again and then maybe you end with like noticing it like oh uh, i guess that's hack i was gonna say like why didn't you tell me? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you pull him down, and you have a condom just over the balls,
1: <laughs> just
0: over the balls, just
1: the balls. Dude, you said one hangy, hangy, droopy condom, just like,
0: it's like condom a, just like over a the wizard's balls. beard. Oh, yeah, that's the maturity of comedy. So that guy's improved gross. on a bad idea, right? But I'd rather have that guy wearing what he's wearing than what we're about to see. Who's wearing what he's wearing, cause it just oh. keeps up in the fucking ante of like, what are you wearing, dude? He's like that kid in high school that you're like, You're a good guy, you're a funny guy, you're a nice enough guy. You don't have to impress people by wearing the weirdest stuff you can find. Yeah. Just, just be yourself. Whatever. Like that's not your personality. Don't make
1: it your personality. Nope. So we meet oh Judge Harry Stone and he's dressed like a
0: toddler. Exactly. The only thing he's missing is a, a bow staff with a Raven's claw on the end of it. You know what I mean? (laughs) He's got like big womanly, And this, and I got to tell you that somebody might be listening and go, that's the style of the times, man. No way. I'm looking around all the episodes. He is exceptionally strange. Like if uh, some people might have a kind of a strange eighties cut blazer, but his has to be longer in the tails, bigger shoulder pads, Weirdy, velvety. His pants have to be, like maybe it's in his contract, higher than higher than anyone <laughs> else's a, a pant With tight. a little, little tiny British schoolboy tie. Uh, I mean, I guess I, should, I, I don't care. I mean, and you know what? He is dressing to his personality because he's a lunatic. Because anybody that l- goes and bowls one line on their lunch break is need, needs psychiatric help.
1: No, yeah. and that's what we're getting so. Christine Bull brings Christine over to the judge, and my first reaction, because she gets all moon-faced for
0: Judge Harry, oh, and I was God. like, again- God damn it, I thought the same thing, yep.
1: I was like, this guy's got it all, and then so she's all moon-faced for Harry when they meet, and his first thing was like, black chuckle? Is there a black chuckle? Which
0: is a candy, I by think, the way. I
1: think, because a the candy, they're like the square sugar-covered jelly
0: candies, right? Uh, They're circular- they're those jellies with like the granulated sugar on them. They're really good, but uh, I would I bet if we did the evolution of them, the the, the taste buds of kids got fruitier and less old timey Beechams gum style. Yeah, so I bet yeah, no. Chuckles it's used to be a five licorice. pack, and there was a bla- uh, star anise on there or whatever that flavor yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, and they got rid of it, and because now it's lime, lemon, red. Lime, lemon, red, orange. It's got to be an orange. orange. Yeah, that's it. There's never. There's no, no longer black. black and there's no blacks. No blacks. <laughs> no blacks allowed. And chuckles. No, no, no. I think I just the black liquors. I don't even see. You know what? I don't even see black liquors Twizzlers on the stands anymore. Now that we're talking. It's no, out. I remember. I remember getting those as a kid and being
1: horrified.
0: So fucking disappointed because I I trick myself Why? every time I go. Why? It's dark chocolate. It's dark chocolate, <laughs> and I take a bite of another one. I go, What flavor is this? It what fucking, fucking flavor medicine. is this? What fucking psychopath was like? I guess that must. It must have existed because, for whatever reason, that was easier to extract that root or the that. Bear, uh, no, it's from that,
1: like, yeah, it's just like cinnamon. I think it was just more prevalent uh, Yeah, that ha- used yeah. more
0: in stuff. Cinnamon, I can, cinnamon so I So if can you t- ran like a bakery or a confectionery, like you have star anise because you need it for other stuff. Sure, I, I don't mind a hint of star anise, I guess. And then maybe early on it was better. Like clove, star anise, lavender, those fucking weirdo flavors. But I guess maybe they were even a little better than because they were subtle. And then through like the mass production of stuff, it started becoming more chemicalized and more sugar, and just got weird.
1: The predominance of even like oranges, like citrus, like those were so expensive because you know it only grows in one part of the you know certain parts of the world. Certain seasons and you really can't get them certain times. Like, you know, you watch old movies and like in the 30s, 40s and 50s, it was like, ooh, box of oranges.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You sign them it up a for the – you get mailed the thing of oranges. There's a whole history behind bananas and like the promotion – why people put bananas in their cereal and everything because it was like such a luxury like treat like – they had to, like, utilize all these bananas, and it was actually, like, the cereal companies, like, Post, or, like, by the way, the history of cereal companies are crazy, but they're the ones who, like, actually, like, took stock in, like, these banana companies and stuff, like, to bring it over to sell more cereal and all this shit, but.
1: Oh, sure.
0: Yeah, the the whole fruit trades, but I got to tell you, I don't think, and there might be some communities that are way more affected that I, I should be more conscious of. I'm not the biggest fan of people being anti fruit out of season because it's like you got bigger fish to fry. They're like, I can't believe we have oranges in June. I don't know when the orange season is like, fuck you. You got an orange. Eat an orange. They're not as juicy. Well, go fucking eat a fucking kiwi. You kiwi.
1: Eat what's in season. Who cares? Yeah. Like they're still
0: going to be around. You not buying oranges in January. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I get that there's seasonal stuff that tastes better, but it's like, I don't. You know what? I don't. <laughs> this is conversations in my head. I don't hang out with a lot of fruit snobs. I might have heard it like <laughs> one time. I don't know. You know those people, but uh, <laughs> um, all right. So back to she. So uh, yeah. Christine
1: meets Harry. Yeah, and his first thing is with black chuckle, and she just gives him. She scoffs. And then he goes, hey, cool, is that real leather? And he grabs her yeah. leather briefcase
0: and just... starts <laughs> are sniffling away, to which Dan Fielding walks in. He goes, hey, Harry, I... Oh, I see you're sniffing an attaché. Okay.
1: Uh, and then Dan, like, and this is... Now we're full steam ahead on Dan Fielding, because he quickly, languorously turns and sees oh, Christine Sullivan, and his yeah. first response is just... All this talk about the death of casual sex is premature, don't you think?
0: I, yeah, which uh, is like, oh my God, Dan, I'm afraid, not afraid, but I think I had, I was too young to get that Dan Fielding was never actually a sexually desirable guy. I thought he was like a Lothario, always watching the show. But I really do think there's never going to be that shift where he's like the guy that women seek. He just no. always has like the sex lines. Like, I really did. Like, as a kid, I was like, that Dan, F- he, I was, I honestly thought Dan Fielding got the chicks the way uh, Commandant Harry T. Stone gets chicks.
1: No, it's totally, I agree. It's totally reversed from what I remember the first time watching it as a kid. Yeah. I didn't realize that Nerdy Harry was getting all the babes. Which he has been. Dan has had zero relationships with women on screen. Absolutely. He's been trolled by that trolley woman from episode one.
0: Episode one trolley woman. The, uh, the
1: other the other DA.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> she like, she yeah. led him on. Yeah. Uh yeah. I now I'm just thinking about it, like, as I recall, he's just like if he's ever with someone, it's like some busted skag like that he gets out of the gallows.
0: Yeah, exactly. who doesn't even like him? Who's just like ah, it's a living. Yeah, one of these Aphrodite pros or something. But yeah, uh, he. Uh, uh, but he that doesn't mean well. And maybe it's because he comes at him like a fucking hooligan, sex hooligan, trademarked sex hooligan. <laughs> That's what they call me if I was a, a soccer fan in England. They got the hooligans, and then they got, oh, sex hooligans here. Pull up those Jinkos. <laughs> he's, oh, he's cinching his pants lower. Go Arsenal. The go Arsenal. Look at my Arsenal. Oh, he's got bad jokes. <laughs> are those swastikas on his nipples? Gross. Why are they shouting at him to stay hard? <laughs> it's good luck, mate. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be even worse if you had an old hardy yeah, no shirt on and you tucked it up pointing up <laughs> up in the like here in middle school you got a, exactly. like up in the belt line 7th grade go to the board boner.
1: <laughs> oh uh, so uh uh then Kristen so the group's bull Dan and Harry are together and Harry reveals they got about 15 or so minutes before uh the The court will start for the day, so he leans in and is, "Hey, Christine, you want to go across the street and bowl a line like a
0: youth minister?" And I, I just have coke? Question <laughs> mark? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. As soon as you said it like that, I was like, "Yeah," because I don't hear what does "bowl a line" mean, like a line. I, I'm sure it's a bowling term. There's a lot of old timey. Like I, I keep going back to, excuse yeah. me, the writer's room. They are very old school. They're like, from an age prior. Yeah. when we Like, they're even not get, 80s yes. dudes writing
1: 80s. They're like 60s kids writing 80s.
0: Yeah. Like, when we get to the... Man, I almost feel like it's like 50s kids. Like, when we even get to the case, basically the case of the week with the Satanist stuff, and we'll talk about it, like, the bands that are mentioned, I'm like... God damn, these guys are like old school. Because you hear the debate yeah. of like Satan and music, and it's always like the Beatles, the Doors, this and that, and this one's oh, like yeah. Sinatra, Black Sabbath, Como. At least.
1: This is the eighties. Black Sabbath's fucking around. Oh
0: yeah, right. Judas Priest, all that shit. Perry Como, and that guy doesn't fit the the actor was great. I, you know what? We'll get to him. I really liked that dude. So like Brooklyn, but, uh, um, so he leans in, Harry leans into, in his want to bowl a line.
1: And she's like, I, I don't bowl. And Harry moon faced. I got my own ball. How proud you must be. I am. I, I am. I am. That's and then Dan, then we get some classic Harry Kaiser. The fucking
0: Thought the same thing.
1: Uh, Dan goes, ah, and he does a little flourish. Like he's bowling. He goes, knock
0: him dead. Judge. Stop the boot licking. Cut the boot. Like yeah. Dan. <laughs> It's like, Jesus Christ, he just complimented you. Christ. Clearly, we just discussed
1: how much of a fucking loser weirdo Dan Fielding is. Like, cut the guy some slack.
0: I think I th- Henning hates it when you and I, like, point out that Harry, uh, I guess I'm speaking for Harry, but I, I uh, for Harry, oh, Freud. I guess I'm oh, speaking too much for Henning. Harry here, Henning. I've noticed a few times when he's like, he didn't mean it like that. And I think the reason is, is because when old, I'm projecting on you, Hen, when old Harry puts down the boot, that's just what Henning wants to do all the time when he's around me. Like, that, <laughs> Like just shut up. Shut up, Hans. Like my mom, when she finally can't take it and slaps me and says, I didn't mean to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true, because we are the fucking lunatics. Like, of course we don't like Harry.
0: Yeah, yeah. We don't want to be You're stopping all the fun, Harry. Yeah, correct. Bossing everyone around, Harry. It's, yeah, he's he's definitely a split personality. Definitely. he's, he's uh,
1: So he chides Dan, and then... Uh, he goes to uh, Bull. I think, yeah, then, we, then he goes to Bull. We go to commercial, and we come back, and we are in... Real quick, I'm going to pull an Ash Van G here. No, 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 you're right. We're still... Because uh, we got... Oh, yeah, that's
0: right. Dan and Bull and Christine have a moment. Yeah, where he's just like... Uh, she's kind of like, he, I don't have the exact lines, but she's kind of like he's an oddball and he's like... Yeah, it's, the judge has a certain style or flair. Oh, right, right, right. And he goes, he has the biggest set of, he has the biggest collection of chattering teeth in the tri-state area. And then, that's fine, that fits Harry's dumbass jokery. Mm. But then it cuts and then Dan walks away and then it just cuts to a close-up kind of of uh, Bull and Marky. And he does, like, something that I could only think of as, like, something that would start off a bad path towards one of my nightmares. Because he just gets in her face, yeah. that long neck, little chin, and just starts chattering he in like her the, face. He
1: looks like the red dragon from Red Dragon. Yeah, like, yeah, it's exactly. Like just the, it's like that serial killer, and he does the, like, That's That's blah, 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 it. That's like it. bitey thing. And he's got kind of, he's, like, missing a tooth,
0: yeah. which makes it scarier. <laughs> That's what it is, Casey. You nailed it. It's like the in all the movies when the serial killer has the person tied up, and you know they're not getting the fuck away, but they keep begging, 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 and you know it's yeah. pointless. And then the serial killer's just doing like casual things, or like, like just like, and you're just things. like yeah, oh, right. look, yeah. being cutesy, and you just yeah. know there's so much danger and evil that lurks behind it. And then we go to commercial, but it, or go to yep. intro, intro, but we um, And then we come on back.
1: And then we get Marky coming into the court yeah. from the back, and you, uh, you hear a voice that says, good luck, baby! And she turns around, and she's like, cram it! Yeah. And then we find out her dad, Dumb Dad, is in the courtroom.
0: Dumb Dad, who I instantly recognized, but not enough. And I guess, like, I was like... He's got to be in something big time from my childhood, and yeah, he's yeah, got sure. that long list. His name's Eu- I didn't know if I said it. Eugene, if I'm saying it right, Roche, or Roach, but I think it's Roush or Roach, uh, or Gene, Gene Roach, uh, got a fucking list as long as your leg, tucking, hustling TV and movies since mm-hmm. uh, he was born in 1928, since forever. And I guess the biggest, and he's also big involved in this world, like the Weegie world, because he's in episodes okay. of Dave's World, the Larroquette Show, later on after Night Court. But I think mm. the longest running run he had, the longest run he had on a sitcom was from Webster. And he played the neighbor Webster. On that's Webster, that's it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Parker. So I was like, all right, I watched that's enough right. Webster. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. I remember him now, for sure.
0: yeah. He was yeah, like, a, he was always like a, he was like very much the comic relief on Webster because that football player wasn't doing shit. By the way, Webster, they just can't air it anymore, right? It's just too kind of unsettling. It's a very, I remember that as a kid, like, I don't know why it was kind of a creepy show.
1: Yeah. I loved
0: it, by the way.
1: I did, too. Like, they lived in that mansion, but there were, like, secret passages.
0: Dumb waiter. He always took the, a little dumb waiter. And there was, like, a, stairs behind a bookcase. And it was about every fifth episode was a haunted episode. It was That's a That's what I thought. wasn't, like, show. the
1: pilot. Like, they thought it was haunted, but it was just, like, the like a, the y old... Like, there's something creepy about it, and I feel like they did, like, a... One of the, like, different stroke sort of molestery kind of yeah. episodes, oh, too. oh, I'm sure. And then he, he had a creepy, shifty uncle, and it was played by Ben Vereen.
0: Yes, yes, Ben Vereen, man. What is Ben Vereen? Ben Vereen, was he predominantly known for Webster first? Or what was his thing that... He was, was he, like, a, just a movie guy?
1: He was... What was his name? Chicken Joe? He was Kunta Kinte's son in oh. the Roots miniseries. He had the, like, huge third episode because he was the first generation in America, and he was, like, a showman. I think he fought, like, he did cockfights and stuff, but he had a huge part in that. I think it was, like,
0: Chicken Joe. (laughs) I mean, unfortunately, that sounds very much like something a dirty southern plantation owner would name. But he's,
1: like, a singer-dancer
0: Oh right, that's why. Like he, like um, he, Michael Jackson, him kind of like because he's just got that like yeah, yeah rhythm. Kind he's of, just like, been like a performer classic. forever. Yeah, yeah, dance style. So that's Jean Roche. She's great. Um, he's the dad, and he's like this overbearing dad. That instantly she, she's like, "What are you doing here? It's my first day in court. Don't yeah. embarrass me." And he's like, "When have I ever embarrassed you?" The seventies. The seventies. So it's like, all right. So this guy's like classic, dad. like. You know, watching out for a daughter, and you kind of see where the comedy is going to ensue here. Mm-hmm. Kind of a, a husky, so he's overbearing stuck, fella.
1: He's stuck in the gallows, and then we we start to begin court, and uh, we see Harry. Now he's taken on more of a the judge role. He's become. Certainly. He's put his uh, spike-tipped helmet on, and he's <laughs> goose-stepped his way
0: behind that desk. Absolutely, the um, the uh, judge Gestapo, if you will. <laughs>
1: So he uh, calls to order and he's kind of got his shit together and he's rolling through it a little bit. And then he just tosses off as Christine approaches. He's like, oh, you have a very nice blouse. I know. I was like, what the fuck is going on, man? Because I thought I was like, damn. That's why I was like, okay, they're going to play him super goofy up front. Yeah. And then the counterpoint is like he gets shit done in the courtroom. Once those robes are on, those pants get dropped and shit gets done. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, but, um, yeah. He,
0: uh, to response... Oh, Kay
1: Sullivan does not approve of
0: that. N- not? Just because she has breasts does not sh- mean yep. she should be taught... Uh, she will not be placated or treated differently because she
1: has breasts.
0: And the way his face and Dan's face drops, it's like she might as well have said, like, juicy cunt. Like the worst, like, oh, it yeah. was They were like, oh, 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 a woman said breasts.
1: They gave a look like they hadn't thought about her breasts until she said breasts. And they were like,
0: oh, oh, yeah. So they're aliens. But <laughs> right. it does lead to my favorite. Ooh, I guess I got to remember throughout the rest of the episode, but certainly up to this point. The best delivery of the episode. The best oh, joke yeah. of the episode. I know so you know good, where I'm yeah. going. It's so... Yeah, no, I was I was cracking up. Mac is fucking great, man. Mac I'm so is glad he's, uh, a he's beast. in the crew. He is
1: so good. He just... And he's not in this episode a ton, but when no. he's there, yeah, he's got great gags. So she says that, and then Harry, after the shock of realizing that she has
0: breasts, turns to Dan and goes, nice suit. Isn't that a nice suit, Mac? And Mac just kind of looks and he wasn't really paying attention. And then you just see he's like going to go with it. And like his whole demeanor changes his face as though he's like going to like leer over a woman. He just goes, yeah, hangs real nice on you. was just like, oh, my (laughs) God, that's great. (laughs) Uh, So then we get to the case. Yeah. And it is a crusty, curly haired punk at war with the devil, baby. He looks
1: like, um, yeah.
0: Ooh. I rec- I recognize his voice, but he's
1: perfectly '80s. He's got like the gray T-shirt, tight blue denim vest, and just the like bleachiest curly hair. Like, so yep. he
0: just looks like looks like Steve Wiswell. Uh, yeah, like he's just <laughs> rough in high school. Um, so this is the the character's name's Keith Landon, the the person. Uh, and I had to look him up because I, I actually really thought he did a great job. He's played by this actor, Paul Lieber, and believe it or not, he's been in a lot of stuff, but not really any reason for that would jump out at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But he the long the biggest credit he kind of has is he got a lot of acclaim and some awards for playing Abby Hoffman in some uh, play uh, in L.A. a long running play, and I was like, oh, that makes fucking perfect sense. Yeah, uh, he has
1: that delivery. Yeah, like, just very.
0: Um, like Gruff and Frank. My it, yeah, which is he's like
1: quick, like low. He's got a low voice.
0: It's interesting casting, isn't it? Like you're talking about it. It's the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's a guy saying the Satan's in the music. I would yeah. either have went super conservative guy, especially when he's like, it's in Perry mm-hmm. Como. It's in Frank Sinatra. It's in Mel Torme. <gasps> yeah. Or I would have went like a really kind of crustier looking like punk guy. But this guy's like yeah. just like a Brooklyn, like like was said earlier. Like it looks like he drives a hack. Looks like he drives a cab or something. He
1: looks like yeah, he looks like one of Marty, like a guy would pick on Marty McFly. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, it looks like he's in Bispo. He kind of he kind of dresses. He looks like he's dressed like uh, like Terminator Two, like fucking John, little John Connor and his little buttnick redhead friend. Oh, as far like, as like, non offensive, like just yes. Kid dress. I was gonna say, dress. as
0: far as the outfit goes, there would be. I could walk out my door right now in Queens and see ten people walk by dressed just like that. Totally, no, mm-hmm. no. It's just the classic look: fucking jean jacket, vest, plain gray shirt. She's probably got Chuck Taylors on. It's straight yeah. out of yeah. I probably have so, that in my closet.
1: Yeah. So we um, find out he comes into the court and uh, he is there because he like, as Hans mentioned. Uh, he thinks Satan is in music, so he trashed uh, a music store yes. for that reason. Like popular music has been infiltrated by Satan and Satan's message. Which so are, as mm-hmm. the cases, as they're setting up the case uh, from the gallows, dumb dad's like, yeah, that's my daughter," and he gets into a conversation with a young lady whom looks like a a woman of the evening, a lady of the night. We'll find out she is a night pro. Uh, and she, and she turns around and goes, "Oh, what's the name, Christine? What's your name, Aphrodite?" Or she goes, well, "That's a lovely name. I wish my mom had named me something like may, named me Christine." He's like, "Oh, what's your name, Aphrodite?
0: I never had a chance. Never had a chance. There used to be a there's like a kind of a non-hit Woody Allen movie that used to be on either Encore or Stars all the time called Mighty Aphrodite." And it starred Mira
1: Sorvino in it, it right?
0: Starred Mira, of course you, yeah, it had Mira Sorvino in it. And I double night pro pumped to that because they played it like nine times. And I think there was, it was, she was just like, she was like a pr- prostitute, I think. And she was like, yeah. just like, I don't even think there was any nudity in it. She was just nothing but sexual indo- innuendos. And that's all I need at the age of 13. So that's one of oh, those yeah. stars encore movies. That's just oh, God, so yeah. fucking, I know if with I put Boxing it on Kalena now, I could quote it. and the Bruce Lee story. It. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and Mighty Aphrodite. God. And that oh, one God. that I always go to with Peter Falk when he manages those roller derby girls. <laughs>
1: So we meet Aphrodite and Dumb Dad in the gallows. And then we're back at the case and we're in the thick of the case and we get more of the details of the Satan in the music. That's why he broke up. The uh, And Christine's doing a good job defending her guy. And Dan walks up and uh, he just like, she's doing very good. You're sleek and able.
0: Yeah. He goes, ooh. It's like, all right. Ooh. Yeah, that's all he's got. He's only thinking with his little man fielding. Um, and then the, uh,
1: the defendant wants to prove, uh, th- he, he can prove to judge Harry that like the devil's in the music. Uh, all he has to do is, is play it backwards. That's where you'll listen to it. That's why you hear it.
0: And he's got stone on a fucking line cause he mentions Mel yeah. Torme. So old Mac brings out the boom box with a lot of mileage on it. The classic ghetto yeah. blaster. The, uh, what was that great movie? Like, uh, do the right thing. Do the ghetto right blaster. Thing, yeah uh rest in peace i forget that actress name who who had the like love hate uh oh right uh, rings yeah on, and the limo driver from mighty ducks um he uh uh so he brings a boombox out and then they're going to play the music backwards and it's like yeah you yeah it's nothing really uh yeah. although i heard something i heard oh, yeah. Hail, Dayton, it's all we now Ale, Dayton. <laughs> it's all for now. I had to listen to it a few times because I was like, oh, the joke is like they actually heard something. And then the the real joke is on me because I need to up yeah. my, like, Lamigdol because I'm
1: actually <laughs> hearing this shit. <laughs>
0: um, and,
1: all, and all the while, the, the defendant, it, you know, he's got Harry on the line because he says the popular music and he lists traditional popular singers. And then also Torme. So... Harry's on the hook and all the while he's explaining his theory, Christine is objection, your honor, objection, objection, objection. She's trying to stop her client from talking too much.
0: Yeah, cuz he's, he's sick. obviously just like needs a psychiatric evaluation. He's he's in like the, that's a genuine thing, right? With say like schizophrenia, you get god sure, yeah. messages uh-huh. and and all sorts of things like that.
1: Uh so all the while and Harry is doing his job, he's like overruled, overruled so Christine's getting more frustrated. It's looking more and more like Harry's bullying her. Yeah. He's just doing his job. So dumb dad does can't abide by this behavior. Like, how dare you?
0: Yeah, he outbursts and then Harry calms then, him down. He doesn't know that's her dad, right? Yeah. So
1: Harry says, you know, keep it quiet back there. I'll find you in contempt of court. So dumb dad sits down. Christine again, val- so they play the tape backwards and Christine is trying to get her guy to shut his mouth every way possible and then mac
0: comes up behind old judge harry and starts tugging on his robe to which you get old old uh, anheuser kaiser bush uh going (laughs) mac don't tug on my robe old henning harry uh (laughs) um he uh, To which Mac's like, we got a problem. And Harry instantly knows Mac always means business. It
1: was pretty, I do, this was a good, like, Harry Anderson killed this, that line where he's like,
0: we got problems. And Harry's just like, in front of me or behind me? Behind you, your honor. And he goes, what is it? Selma's crawling into the courtroom. To which camera pans over. <sighs> yeah. Selma's crawling on her hands and knees. And Harry goes, all right, we're, uh, fuck this. And he goes, uh, we're going to take a quick recess and we kind of come back to a little bit of uh, something we saw last episode. Just the yeah, the the pharmaceutical had too much from yeah. the doctor, and and Selma's in there and she's all loopy. A loop, but Selma's up. fucking killing her loop. Oh, she God, is awesome, she kills
1: it. So yeah, that Harry, Harry's bringing down. He's like, we're taking a recess. Christine gets pissed because she's in the thick of this defense, and Harry just basically shuts her down. And it's like, we're done. We're done for now. She gets mad and he's like, what are you going to cry about? Or something. He mentions crying and she's like, I've never cried in my life.
0: And he says, oh, yeah, that's right. Because you have breasts. Yeah.
1: So that's that's exactly what he says. And then she pivots and just storms out the back. Her dad meets her and he's like, what's happening? What's happening?
0: And then she starts crying. To which dumb dad's not having it. He's dumb already dumb expected dad. to be home in his chair by now. but oh, now he's he got to take care chair. of another dumb dad trope, handling the the young ball busting boy that's breaking his daughter's heart. Uh, uh, so then he
1: just calls him slimy, gutless. You know, the classic insults. Yeah, like they of is the slimy, gutless.
0: Yeah, stuff. slimy. Gu- I, 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 yeah, that's all I got now because it's a lot. Harry sets him up. He's like, guts. he's like, Judge, you're a jerk, and he's like. Say something like that again, and I'm going to have to hold you in contempt of court. I warned you before. And then he does a long tirade of of lines. He goes, well, that's close enough. Bull, take him away. You're out of here. You are out. And so dad's in contempt of court. Commercial break, yeah. So we come on back. Oh, fuck. No, no way. We can't miss this amazing line. Commercial break as... They take Selma before they take Selma out of the court, and she has that amazing line. They pick Selma up, and she goes, "Be as rough with me oh, as yeah. you want, boys. I'm yeah, numb." Right. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> That's damn! Right. Yes, yes, That's so funny, so gross, so 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 old." So Selma's adds, Selma's lived a life, boy.
1: Adds another few rings on that tree, because you're like, "Where have you been?" That's oh, yeah, it's so great. Uh, Be bur- as rough as you are with me, boys.
0: I'm numb. <laughs> God. Uh. Um. So we come on back from commercial break, and I got a feeling we are in Judge's Chambers. Am I right yep, on that? we are. Okay. Because she's on the couch with Dan,
1: and Harry's like, Selma, how do you feel? Oh, yeah. I feel like a little puppy. A dead like, oh, little puppy.
0: Good. Yeah. Sorry, I cut off your job. <laughs> I missed. No, 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 no,
1: no. And then she passes out, on dan's lap and just starts drooling on his nice suit on his nice suit
0: and then th- is this when bull comes in ba- i think basically bull's been either, either he either comes in or he's been behind her and she just goes Bull hand puts his yeah, hand that was out was
1: say, it's a good joke yeah
0: she falls asleep in his hand and uh, hand uh, course, plants what's that I said she just face plants in his hand. Yeah, face plants in his hand, but then it comes a part where I'm like, ah, I'm gonna throw up, because he's, Bull just goes, no licking. And and somebody says like, oh, she must be hungry. And I was like, ugh. ugh. No, she says it, because
1: he just got her, and then they're standing there, and he just goes, no, hey, hey, no licking.
0: I'm hungry. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> fucking Bull's salty ass. Fucking. So they, yeah, because ju- the judge was on
1: the phone with the doctor. So he finds oh, out. Yeah. So Bull's like, can we, can we give her food? Is that okay? And Harry says, yeah. So they take her to the cafeteria to get some food in her to help to like bring her down from this, this gnarly buzz.
0: To which we might see my favorite Dan version of Dan, which is very much kid. I want to be a part of it, Dan. It's the same one in the, I think it was the last episode where he's like, just bolts in. It's kind of non sequitur, but he mm-hmm. bolts in. He's like, you got to see what bullet grant crammed yeah, in his but- lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, Cause it's totally. the same one here. They leave to go get her food. And he just goes, to go uh, feed her. He goes, Hey, Hey, here, you want to come and see this? And it's like, Oh yeah. That's like, I, I love that Dan. He's yeah. just like, he just wants to be involved in, like, and he's, shenanigans. And he's like, This is gonna
1: be a, a fucking shit show and weird. It's yeah, it'd be great. Come on, judge, let's go watch this fucking stoned old lady try to eat food.
0: Yeah, he's just, it's that giddy Dan that I love. Um, um and then does Marky come back? And Marky runs and, in now, yeah, and yeah. she's pissed because she's found out that he's hold held her dad in contempt of court, put her dad in You, arre- in the you arrested husk, my dad in the yeah. clink. And they start going at it, to which Harry's just doing his classic, like, yak all you want. I'm the fucking Mm -hmm. king shit here. You want a soda? You want something out of the fridge? Kool-Aid, to which he's out of Kool-Aid. Oh, that, because it's Mac. And I was like, such a good insight into
1: Mac's relationship, because Mac is no nonsense, but he's in there. And he's like, you want... No, because Harry's like, do you want hot cocoa? And she's like, I don't want your hot cocoa. He's like, maybe something cold. Uh and then Max just there and he goes, no, 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 we drank the Kool-Aid last night. That's <laughs> just right. just like, <laughs> Mac just knows how to like, the other woman was just a fucking square peg in a round hole. Yeah. Max just like, you know what? I fought in fucking Vietnam. I'm just going to make this
0: work. He's like, I got to, a- this is a fucking Sweetheart City gig. You kidding yeah, me? I'll drink Judge with this crazy man with the most teeth in North America. I think... Uh... <laughs> I think, uh, that's a, that's a good point. I forgot about the hot cocoa point because he points to a, a coffee maker. A full, full pot of coffee. He's a fucking lunatic. He got, he's always got hot cocoa running in a Mr. Coffee. He's He's bowling. He's a, he's unstable. And dare I say hypotheses. We'll have to talk about it maybe next episode. I think this is proto big. Oh
1: maybe. Yeah,
0: I think we have a body switch situation happening here. I it's wish I were big and an asshole. And a judge. <laughs> or a judge. I wish I were judge. We'll have to write that. It's a one word yes. movie too. I wish Coming I were to ju- theaters. Judge. judge. Just some old crusty guy from the gallows who's always yearned to be I a, wish judge. I were a judge. judge. Oh, that's good. It wouldn't be any more far fetched. Then I think it was the last body switch movie that came out, which literally they if you're going to do a body switch movie, it's stupid enough. Just do it. You don't need to yeah. have that much of a bizarre reasoning. Like there's a classic one in the one with um, uh, Judge 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 Reinhold and Kev, uh, Fred Savage. Fred Savage.
1: Yeah. Fred Savage.
0: where uh, yeah. uh, they get switched because they go to like classic 80s premise like a voodoo witch doctor and engage them, give them like some kind of root. But this last <laughs> one that came out was Ryan Reynolds and uh, the guy. Oh, they, yeah, he was Fucking from uh, Arrested. Deve- He's from Arrested Development. Jason Bateman. And you know how they get switched? They piss in a fountain. They piss in a fountain at the same time, and like a lightning strikes like a tree nearby. <laughs> like who? Why? Why? Just, they body switch, they, they think something at the same time. It's just It's happens. a mental psychosis or something. I don't know. But as far as... Keep it a mystery. Yeah, why they not? They both made a wish
1: at the same time. No one cares.
0: But that being said, for Judge, I'd say we go back to voodoo root switch oh, no you
1: gotta you gotta do them all
0: it's all of them in one they're sucking it's on a, a voodoo root together taking a, a dump in a fountain which doctor puts a curse on a urinal oh there you go and that way we can bring the old uh uh handyman back joe or whatever <laughs> yeah. the hell his name is don't go in there you don't want to go in there you piss in that urinal your body switches judge i love it i wish i would just for the one line i wish i, I wish were i were. Judge <laughs>
1: Ring, The pixie does
0: sound. Gonna have a nice romantic relationship with Bull. Bull's got yeah, Bull's gotta be the one who's like You gotta go back. Alright. Um <laughs> Yeah, Bull's just the fucking party pooper best friend. Ex- yeah, yeah. Because I wish mean, you weren't judge. It's the that is a fair. I can't say my own hypothesis of is fair, but there's no difference in the judges' chambers than when uh, Josh Baskin gets his own office and he's playing with all those toys and he has like uh, Miss Robinson. Can you uh, give us a, I don't know a large pizza, a couple of cokes, and uh, how about the 1986 Super Bowl without the commercials? It's like that's Harry Stone, <laughs> yeah, and, no, and Mac really is. is his Miss Robinson or. And, <laughs> I don't know. I forget her name. She's got a great name. And, and the woman who plays as secretary is the mom from that 70s show. Oh, uh,
1: right. Let's see. No, I'm with you. I, I think the season they've gone, because season one, Harry, I'm with you, Joker. Yep. Full on Heath Ledger, Agent of Chaos, Joker. I feel like they're trying to soften that image. Like he's
0: more like Willy Wonka y. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. You never know. Yeah, because Willy Wonka's got that same like nothing's more edge. freaky than that edge at the end when he fucking flips. And I'm telling you, I've seen that movie so many times. He gives Charlie and Joe a weird fucking stink eye when they come in late after they've been doing some see Murtaugh loose now... fizzy bubble baths.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's he's Wonka and out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Now he's now that he's in, in, in year two, he's got one year in the fucking saddle he yeah. thinks he can run this shit it's a magical wonderland but there are fucking rules
0: yeah oh yeah <laughs> don't cross you saw what happened which, to lana cuz nobody fucking knows what happened yeah. to lana She's
1: which we find the... out with harry because fucking christine is on his ass about letting his her dad go and he's yep. like he has to apologize to me yeah he'll I know. never do that Bull, get him a magazine.
0: He's not going to apologize to you after what you did to me. Bull, get her a subscription. Tyrant. Oh, yeah.
1: He's he's going away.
0: We may have jumped ahead to
1: that, but doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think we missed uh, it too much because then we're we're back in the. So we have the first initial encounter with Harry and Christine, and we find out that Harry finds out it's her dad that he sent down to the the cell the cells. And then we're back in the cafeteria, and Selma's – they put the food down, and she's got the knife and fork. Oh, yeah. And she starts to to do the lean. So then Mac just has this great nonchalant, slowly with two fingers.
0: Pulling the food. Moving
1: moving the plate so she can – as she's about to careen into the table. So she does – and then she just basically starts banging on the food with the fork and the knife. Yeah. For yeah. a few seconds and then Dan can't take it anymore. And he just
0: grabs her hands and just starts feverishly cutting all her food for her. And then she gives him like a look like she's not pissed off. She's just like she's just totally out of it. It's uh, a Selma hacker Selma Diamond. She kills she kills Selma being Diamond, on drugs. Yeah. She's perfect. She it's hard to play drunk. It's hard to play uh stoned and, and she she's crushing it. Uh, So then
1: you cut away, right? And then we are back with Dad, Dumb Dad, and Christine. Okay, you are.
0: Yeah, all right. So they brought him in. He's not going to apologize. Nope. And then you find out... uh, Let me see. I'm trying to think. He's not going to apologize. I got Harry's awful high in the hog. And then he's just like... uh, Marky's like, he doesn't owe me an apology because... I wasn't actually prepared, was I, Judge? And he's like, fucking yeah. high hog. He's like, you're right. Maybe you did let your emotions get a little ahead of you or on oh. top of you. In which she's like, well, it was my first day in court. And then she kind of gets upset at the dad who's like, y- you're right. always kind of doing this stuff to me. You know, you yeah, have we, to show up to court. I work really hard.
1: Yeah, we find out it's less about Harry and her and more about her dad. And her and he always shows up and he always makes a scene. We find out Christine's mom has passed away a oh, yeah. while
0: back. And in quite an like, interesting way, because he's like, don't say that stuff in front of your dead mother. <laughs> right? Like, oh, yeah. shit. All right. That's,
1: that's a creepy idea that she's just always lingering around. Yeah. Um, always watch what you say. So then we reveal like he ruined her graduation because he snuck on stage and took a picture of her. When she was getting the diploma, and he's like, "You needed the close up."
0: Yep, yep. So yep. they're having
1: a back and forth, and Harry's chiming in, and then she admits, like, she may have not been prepared. Uh, which,
0: but which I disagree with the only reason she got flustered is because all the fucking madness shit was happening. She was totally prepared and making the right thing. Harry, Harry yeah. was out of order. Harry yeah. just wanted to hear Mel Torme. Harry should have instantly sustained yeah. her. Because obviously the guy is sick. Obviously the guy shouldn't be speaking in court on the record. Uh, further, uh, yeah. what what do you to call
1: incriminate it? Incriminate himself. Incriminate to further, himself. Yeah.
0: And Harry just wanted to let the madness keep going. No, and that's true because we do
1: end up finding out. She says that she tells Harry that I believe that the guy will will take psychiatric. Evaluation because oh, Harry yeah. was the only one to listen to him. Like everybody else, shoves him off yeah, to the of side.
0: I'm wrong. And then right.
1: his parable of the day is like, "That's my job. I'm supposed to listen." Yeah, to the lawyer,
0: to the lawyer. That you didn't hear yeah. OJ Simpson talking directly to Judge Ito ever. <laughs> Although he was True. pretty jovial and jockeyish to the fucking parole board recently. fucking full and zingers and shit oh mark my words oj's got a show in less than six months oh shit yeah fucking that guy's got a seven figure deal lined up not that it'll matter right isn't there something with oj simpson where it's like that guy can make 200 million dollars and not be comfortable because he's got so much lawsuit and shit hanging? i don't know
1: i'd have to look at how the settlement for the civil case, he may still be under some sort of like, he may still owe the Goldman's money, you know, like off right. of money he makes, or if if anything is cl- like, I don't, I forget, I don't know how that works, how that settlement works. He may be under some sort of,
0: yeah, I think like I think it's like a tax lien or something. Like anything he makes, no matter what, because he wasn't obviously able to uh, pay, pay off the, the settlement, tax. which was something like. Even now to today, because it was like what ninety four, ninety six to now to yeah. today standards seems small, but it was still that we all it was clear that he was completely broke, which is why he was trying to fucking hustle a signed baseball back or whatever yeah. from him from the guy. But like it was something like forty five million, and he sure as hell wow. in have forty five million.
1: He sure as hell did not at that time in I don't know if he ever had forty five million dollars,
0: <laughs> right? Because he lived like fucking OJ Simpson, maybe
1: in assets, but. Like on hand, like, oh, 45, I'll write you a check. I'll live,
0: I'll live thin for a while. He would if he were OJ Simpson now, because if you look back on all those like endorsements he had, like Hertz and all these, but I think that was early 80s, 70s endorsement money. It's not the way like LeBron James has like a legit billion dollar deal with Nike or something like that, you know?
1: Oh, totally. Yeah.
0: No. I don't know where that came from.
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, oh. We were just saying that judge judges was like, my job is to listen. Yes. And they agree that, yes, he should get psychiatric evaluation. So at the end of the day, Christine did win because Harry's not going to send him to jail.
0: Uh, I'm calling out, court out of order. He can't just give her the win. He can't give her the sustain in her chambers, without anybody else present, including the she, the defense attorney, right? Or she's, she's the defend, defense. The prosecution. Without, without banned, the prosecution yeah. present, without the court reporter who had a couple sassy zingers we forgot to mention in yeah. there. Um, so I was like, sustained. Uh, all right, yeah. all right, all right. I guess it's got to move things along. But, but it, he might as well sustain whatever he wants because eventually I think, and Ash, you'll agree with us, Harry says the most piggish thing in the entire episode at the end of the episode. But I think we do go back to old grease burn, don't we?
1: uh, We do one more time because he has that really like the fucking mansplained fucking egomaniac misogynist line first. So the dad's about to leave and he's got one last gag. So he judge says, Christine, you won your first case. Like, congratulations. He's going to get mental help and not get thrown in jail for trashing the record store the dad is happy he's leaving he quickly turns around and whips out a camera and flashes them both and he's like oh, great picture I even got the judge in it yeah
0: he then, leaves yep Christine okay, sits dude. down yeah
1: and this is when we find out that Christine isn't here to stay
0: right she's yep. just here yep. for
1: a short time and she's young and she's she's like I got a lot to learn and Harry's like you do but you come back. I think she says I learned a lot from you guys in just
0: one day. Even she's like, I think I could learn a lot from you guys. To yeah, which I right. was like, even now, then I'm thinking like, maybe they always intended to bring her back, but the way the contract stuff worked, they were like, maybe she's it'll work. Fall down the guy. Life.
1: She's got to do the rest of her fall guy contract.
0: Fall guy. I don't know fall guy.
1: It was uh, fuck. I forget the name of the, the guy who played the uh, one million dollar man or whatever.
0: Lee uh, Majors, yeah, Lee Majors. Uh there's oh. a
1: show after that where he's the stunt man who solves crimes.
0: Oh, it's got it. a pretty. It's has like got a
1: pretty great intro song. Like it's just this like, sort of rockabilly like, and it's just mo- like monster trucks driving over shit and like him hanging off of helicopters and sweet. Yeah, fall guy. Um, coming back, I'm sure. So then they sit on the couch and they have this and she's like, yeah, I learned a lot. Maybe I'll be back. And then Harry just slides in this line. Hmm. And her kids would be blonde. What the fuck? That's inappropriate. What Dan said.
0: Yes. Yes. It's the worst one. It's I mean, it's equal. It's equal. <laughs> I guess so, Dan
1: but- just tossed out a statement about casual sex. He didn't he didn't insinuate they were going to have sex. He would like to have sex with her.
0: Yeah. And she's. He's like, well, doesn't he, does he, does she like, does she kind of laugh? She just like- kind of like, gives like a nervous chuckle.
1: Yeah. And it's like, what?
0: She's He's like, like I'm right. a
1: fan of genetics. He's, he, see, Henning, he is a fucking Nazi. He yep. is fucking Heinrich Himmler's son
0: who grew up in Brazil. Eugenics. You body Genics. switch. He Ooh. body switched. It's a Heinle- Old Hitler. Hitler. Heinrich Himmler, or I guess we we'll go either Hitler or Himmler. <laughs> I never will get over that their names are so similar. Um, yeah. Either Hitler or Himmler have to to Berlin real quick. So they wish on an old were- Nazi relic that they stole from <laughs> Egypt, or an Egyptian <laughs> relic that they stole for the Nazis, they wish with both hands on it to be judge. And then they <laughs> sees- Himmler sees it works. And he goes, I want to be bailiff. <laughs> so all they're all it's all it's a full on Nazi body switch movie. Except they body switched to the 80s. Oh, yeah. Body future switch <laughs> on an Egyptian relic. <laughs> she leaves. He has something more piggish to say where it's like, see you soon. You did good. Bye. Can I call you peaches? Not on your life.
1: Right. Oh, that's because that was the dad's cutesy nickname for Christine was Peaches. I don't
0: appreciate. I think it's too, I mean, ever. It's too weird Mm. when a dad gives the daughter a little too much of a cutesy cutesy nickname. Might be a little off-putting. I don't know. You're the one having a daughter. Uh, I don't know if you're going to call it old old Peaches. It's like a succulent fruit. Yeah, I don't like the fruit. It's the fruit reference, yeah.
1: Nick Cage has that line in Face Off. Where When he's Caster Troy and he's yeah. on that plane and he's like, I love nothing more than eating a George Peach. and like, That's uh, his yeah, gross, yeah, that gross thing to that stewardess. And uh. it's like, oh, yeah, it's a very, because it's like plump. It's a very feminine,
0: sexy fruit. If it's a fruit sexual. can be sexy. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, it is All juices running down the chin. If, if the banana is the dong
1: of fruit, the peach is the like the butt vagina combo. All right, that's our
0: title. So, (laughs) the butt-vagina combo. Or (laughs) boobs, it's It's got that look. Um, Yeah, so that's unsettling. But then we switch to something so sweet. It's a Bernie and his peaches doing (laughs) a nice slow dance in the cafeteria to a nice slow song. And what's going on? And then the judge Uh, enters and he he asks exactly what I asked, what's going on? And Dan goes, I don't know, but I think I've seen Wildebeest do it on National Geographic. Yep. All right.
1: All right. Slow dance. All right. And then. Couple uh, grossies. Old Kaiser says she's got to get out of here. Out. Not in my go Uh, And then Selma reveals she hasn't missed a day of work in 27 years.
0: She's the Cal Ripken of bailiffs.
1: And she is a gal ripkin of Bayless. And then Harry says, basically, he doesn't, still doesn't give a shit.
0: Nope. Bull uh, jumps to her defense.
1: Yeah. Good old bull, sweet bull.
0: He's like, you know, maybe, uh, wait. And, uh, oh, wait. I think first Dan says, or somebody says, like, is that why you're still here? And she casually kind of walks around, puts a fucking merit 100 in her mouth, sparks it and just goes, why do you think I'm here? Takes a big old drag of the cigarette and then blows in his face. My health? <laughs> oh, that's <myself>. right. It <laughs> is, yeah. yeah. And then Bull's like, judge, can't we do something? Like, maybe we can just have her come in, do one job, and then I'll take her home. And he's like... Yeah, like so a, it's on the Like books. a batting sit-in or something?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it was, yeah, like a... I forget what it a ceremony. Not a like ceremony. a baseball stat bat. or something? Yeah, like, as long as... Yeah, it's a baseball thing. As long as you go up to bat, you get it counts for the game. Yeah, yeah. So you get to be put in the game because you had an at
0: bat, regardless of what it was. It's like that. Uh, uh, it's like that big bug they put in the game uh, because he was so short that uh, uh, he he only he was the short or he was a kid and not a not a big kid. He was a kid, and the Yankees <laughs> played him for one game. So he's the youngest player ever to play professional baseball, and they put him in to bat because no pitcher, his strike zone was so small. Right. So no pitcher like could play to a strike to zone. Who used to run
1: the white the White Sox? He put the first. He put half. He put he put the the midget up to bat. Oh, is that- and then the, the Major League Baseball band <laughs> ba- made a rule against that. Cause he just did it to like fuck around and like get people in the stands. Yeah, and they were like, "You can't do this to our hallowed game of
0: baseball." Why can't? But they should be able to do it now, right? That would that's total discrimination. Uh, if if the kid our, part, no, but like to put a little person into a game, of course that's our that's our second
1: movie. Yeah, somehow we get an expansion baseball team that's can only be around for one season
0: unless they win. Is the is the movie name Little Big? League taken?
1: (laughs) It is taken. Damn
0: it. There was that weird stretch in the 90s where kids were playing baseball all the damn time. No, that
1: was Little Big League. That came out with the rookie. Uh, I think Little Big League, it was- He inherited
0: a team, I think. He inherited the The Minnesota Twins
1: twins and
0: Timothy Busfield was was the star baseball player. Why was (laughs) Timothy Busfield the fucking rock star baseball player? The so violin weird. playing
1: nerd from nerds? They couldn't no, get anything better it.
0: than Tim Busfield.
1: Uh, but I like guess they went player. Field
0: of Dreams, Little Big League. I smell a busfield here. <laughs> right? Wasn't <laughs> right. he wasn't he in Field? That's he was true. that he, cocksucker from Field of Dreams. Yeah, he was the shitty uh yeah. You're turning was your daughter brother? into a goddamn load of heck. <laughs> he oh, dude, tried, fun yeah. the baseball. I never understood like how much corn he's plowing under his damn field. Come on. Like one anchor. We all saw king corn. One anchor of corn gets you $80 extra a year.
1: Yeah. Just get a side job. You're good.
0: And is and do I not... don't think a baseball diamond's an acre, is it? Maybe it is.
1: It's not that big where your family's going to go under.
0: Just do a fucking Watertown cheapy complex. A non-regulation baseball. Yeah, right? Watch Adam Van, Honet, Van Conant hit zingers out of it like nobody's business. Because... <laughs> Local tough socks dingers come on down. <laughs> Speaking of ding dongs and dingers, uh, they uh, they agree that they so we cut and Selma's staying. So oh, judge it's the
1: last scene of the show. The it's last so scene of the show. Good. It's so well done.
0: Selma. And so judge comes out. He goes courts in session. Uh, bailiff, please. Selma saunters out from around the the judges. Um, Bench, yeah. Bench, yeah. And uh, uh, she's got a cigarette in her hand, half smoked. She saunters over, hands him the cigarette. He hands her a folder. She kind of half waddles, like kind of goes out, out of a straight line to bull, hands him the folder, sta- no, stands up on the chair.
1: Like a like a kid, like a little kid. Yeah, oh yeah, like pushing herself like up. Saunters right. saunters up on this
0: chair. She has one then, slipper uh, on.
1: Stretches up to give Bull the folder.
0: And then she says, Now, take me home. Jumps in she, his fucking yeah. sausage lap. He grabs her, he gives the judge a look like, Am I doing this, we, Judge? We did it. And then off they go. Or I think then they just, it might just freeze frame on that, but that's the app. That's the app. Shoot.
1: The end. The all right and gavel Episode bang two. time eh?
0: it is gavel bang time sort right, of gavel band and uh, let me see you want to start you have it banged out
1: uh, I'm gonna go
0: seven yeah I think that's I'm,
1: what I gave the last one too I
0: think uh let me compare so I gave the last one a five which Ash vehemently was, she was insulted what, by incensed. you and Henning. Oh, Henning gave it a five. I gave it a six, maybe. Or Henning yeah. gave it a four. I gave it a five. We were right around the mid, perfectly f- safe level. This yeah. I enjoyed this episode more. I did, so too. So I'm going to have to... I'll go, I'm will go. going to even it up. I'm going to even even sevens, baby. Snake Eyes. That's not Snake Eyes. What's two sevens in gambling terms? Fourteen? <laughs> Is that craps? <laughs> did you crap out? We crapped out, baby. So, I yeah, I dig this. I, I do like Marky Post a lot. Uh, no, she's great, and she did a great job, like, I'm like, okay,
1: yeah, totally, like, she fits in well, like, she's cute and bubbly, but she's
0: sassy I think we're gonna see her sass level go fucking up, too
1: Oh, totally, yeah And so- she put her foot down, like, she was like, don't, you know, don't put baby in a corner, like, just cause I'm a woman, like, don't fuck, you know, don't treat me differently
0: I think that has to... I don't think they can sustain that with her. Maybe Dan can, because he's such a, a dink, but, like, I don't think yeah. they... Like, I even think for that time, they're like, we can't just give Harry these types of lines the whole... Because then he is a just straight-up predator. He can't always yeah. oh, be talking yeah. about, like, like basically, when are we going to fuck and what's going to happen after we fuck? That was gross. Because he got big. He's a kid.
1: Oh, what do you expect? Yeah. It's a horny body swap. It makes you hornier when you body
0: swap. He's gonna keep the especially if you're a Nazi body swap with a Jamaican <laughs> root or whatever it is. <laughs> Boy, am I thirsty and horny. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> What's happening? Mm. So that's it. Sevens. That's all I got on this one. It's good. good I'm glad up. to be back. I'm glad to be back. Uh uh watching something uh less uh speaking of nazi less nazi related than the black gestapo which is uh i promoted jerk practice at the beginning uh i'll you can listen to it with uh, the toilet tape from the last bonus case if you want but i will just straight up recommend watching that movie if you haven't yet because at the end of the on day iTunes? what's that
1: is it on you said it's on iTunes. it's
0: free on youtube
1: on YouTube? The entire oh, full nice.
0: movie. You're not ripping anything off. It must be some type of public domain. Whoever owns it. I think it's called Cinema. I have all the links on on, on our... Uh, you can find it on that episode's uh, description. As well uh, as it's just the first thing that comes up when you put in the black Gestapo. It's the full movie. And it's fucking kicks ass. Uh, it's obviously got... And if you think Christine Sullivan has breasts... Fuck in bajungs. Oh, it, yeah? Yeah, it's. Uh, I was like, if you want to gavel bang YouTube for getting loose with it, I was like, can they just have this on YouTube? But I guess the internet's all, all free range. But it was like, it was definitely some exploitation.
1: Well, I guess it's like people report stuff they stumble on. The only people who are going to accidentally find black Gestapo. They're going to say shit.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah like there you go. They're either A, looking for the movie, or pleasantly surprised. Uh, that was what happened with me. And then it just got, even I was like, this is gratuitous. So I recommend watching it. You can watch it with the toilet tape, but then you're just watching it with me in your ear, which would be totally fine. Um, but check that out, especially if you want to see more. You didn't get enough Mac in this episode, which I don't think any of us did you get mac is the principal character in this
2: no he's the
0: antagonist and he is fucking rad speaking of big mac is basically big uh, mac charles p robinson is basically big in this movie because when he finally like gets power he's like the tennis courts are where we train and i want to treat my army good so we have a pool and we have a suckling pig and so they just sit by a pool, opulent set up table like it should be in an inside dining room, big old long candles, and they're they just have a roasty pig, and guys are what? jumping in pools, and they have plenty of hot chicks. It's I I think I, I I discuss it many times where I was like, oh, this is like these are the dreams I had when I was sleeping on the floor in hotel rooms. Because my brother's got one bed and my parents got the other. And I was <laughs> sleeping right in the center of bed thinking of uh, women in dungeons and, and, and eating pi- suckling pig eating legs. Suckling pigs next to a, a hotel pool. How are my peaches doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. And we're back on track, baby. We're back on track. So make sure to tune in next week. We're going to have a yep. uh, season 2 episode 3, right, right on right on board for you baby and we're going to be episode se- season 2 episode 3 with the 3, with the 3. The OG 3 and then of course the Trinity, H- Henning, Harry T, Tillman Kashi will be joining us shortly after that. All right.
1: Excellent. Well, all right. Well, court is adjourned and the night is long and full of weirdos. Have a good night, court. Boom,
0: boom. Gavel bang. Gunk, gunk. Insane. Insane? Listen to this. 1944, Bill Marion and the Marionettes recording Springtime of Love.
2: <laughs>
0: Scary, huh? <laughs>
1: I'm afraid I didn't hear anything, Mr. Landon.
0: What are you talking about? It was plain as day. He said, I am the devil. The devil is good. Night court.